Welcome back, Panther fans. I'm here with Ryan Graham. Hey, y'all. Tim Thurber. Hello. The illustrious Ben Moore. What's going on? And this is State of Atlanta. Did you get you a little Capri Sun there? A little little water there? Straight Uh, vodka. Wow. Ben. (laughs) You can call me whatever you want. It doesn't. Come on, Just don't call me late for dinner, right? (laughs) Hey, there you go. There you go. Well, uh, welcome everybody. Uh, good week. Uh, basketball is over and done with. We don't have to worry about that for an entire uh, off season. So uh, that's a good thing. Total right? mixed bag. Total mixed bag. There. Um, glad it's done, but wish it weren't. Right. We can all become <laughs> so, Ken Asas. Never mind. It turns out March didn't matter. I mean, we 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 talked about this, I guess, last time, but March didn't matter at all because yeah. we didn't play. That's what I wanted to hit Ben with first. Ben, every single time someone complained about a bad game or performance, you said all that matters is three games in March. Well, this team did not play a game in March. So were you right or were you technically right or were you completely wrong about this team? <laughs> no, it's um, I, I think there there was a litany of things. And, and, you know, we can we can break it all down. And, and you know, Brady and I and, and Jordan and Dave were talking about David Summers was talking um, you know, really how, like how to write this obituary or how we kind of come through it. And I think he's done, you know, Brady's done a great job jumping on the boards and kind of dissecting pieces of it. Um, the, the biggest thing that I went back in and I'm going to stat nerd, y'all know that I love looking at stats and looking at, you know, efficiencies and PER and a bunch of other stuff, kind of advanced <clears throat> analytics and things that are way too nerdy, uh, for the majority of our fans. But I mean, the bottom line for this roster is when you take, the seniors, the super seniors that you lost in Corey Allen, Justin Roberts, and Eliel Semi, And, you know, you're, you're looking oh. at, at all these guys that were the heart and soul, and more importantly, played a ton of minutes. They, there wasn't a huge rotation for Rob Lanier last year in that NCAA tournament game. Obviously, what happened, you know, to Big E in the Gonzaga hurting his knee, then the foul trouble, and all of a sudden, Chin Ho Ma was playing center at times against seven footers. <laughs> like, it was just completely ridiculous. But, you, you anticipate certain guys to take steps forward, right? You, you want to say, all right, so, hey, guys like Evan Johnson, who was coming off the bench, you know, playing point guard, he had moments this year, but he also struggled a lot. You know, his shot selection was bad. He wasn't the three-point shooter he was on the previous two years. He started turning the ball over a lot. Um, and then it just got to the point where, ultimately, this team was one of the worst shooting teams I've ever seen at Georgia State. And I've been associated with the basketball program since 1999. And it was awful. And and unfortunately, Jonas and his staff knew that and they saw it, um, which was still the weirdest thing ever because, again, Ryan was sitting right behind me when we were I took my 11-year-old to the Coastal Carolina game. And there was like, we hit 16 threes and scored 100 points. And I'm like, who is this team? Like, I'm getting right. texts during the <laughs> no, game. The like, what yeah. is happening? And what I kept saying is, oh, listen, that's an outlier. It wasn't normal. Teams tend to play, especially even role players, tend to play better at home in basketball than they do on the road. So um, you had the road woes. You had the injuries, right? You know, you had Evan Johnson with the shoulder. He missed the final five, six, whatever games it was. You had Colin Moore basically rip up his, you know, his hand. And you saw, and I, I think that's the other side, too, is you saw some development from Colin Moore that you're like, okay, that guy can play, right? That guy can play yeah. in the Sun Belt. Average double digits. Can shoot. Can defend. Um, and I'm, I'm glad, at least as of now, as of we're recording this, um, he's still staying on the roster, and, and so is Jaheim Hudson. I mean, J- Jaheim had an up-and-down um, you know, season as well, and this is the difficult part ultimately when you have a new coach come in with eight returning players. Also, right, you're looking at it and you're going, not all these guys are mine necessarily. They don't, may, not, may or may not fit what I'm trying to do. So I think there was a, a good foundation built, even though from a win-loss point of view it wasn't good. If you look at some of the defensive metrics for this team, they actually were pretty good at times. And they did force turnovers. They did defend. The toughest part about it is when you can defend well but can't score or can't shoot, it makes your defense that much worse, right? If you know, we, we go back to football's analogy all the time. When we got to the point where our offense wasn't moving the ball, we couldn't run the ball, became one-dimensional, it made our offense worse. So the defense had that much more pressure to basically play a perfect game. I have to stop this team basically nine out of 10 times. And that's where it got to a point. And I think ultimately the dam just broke. Um, It was certainly disappointing. Um, I know, you know, 
Coach Hayes and his staff, you know, they, they meet with the players as every Division One program does after the season and kind of map out what's next for them, if they fit, if they don't. And, and, and I, you know, put it on the boards as well to kind of clarify some things ultimately. It's the player's decision in, in many cases, but it's also aided by feedback from the coach to say, look, you may not have a spot here or you're not going to start here. We're going to bring in impact players here or, hey, this is the vision I have for you. So they can make a choice, right? They can say, hey, I'm going to go ahead and jump on the transfer portal. I'm going to try to get closer to home. I'm going to go different places and get on my way. Uh, we saw Khalid Brooks get honored. We saw Joe Jones get honored. There's a couple people on social media, not specifically naming names, who were, you know, kind of getting up in their feelings about, um, you know, certain guys. Um, Joe Jones missed. I, I love the kid personally. I've got to know him over the last five years. Great kid, sweet kid. Um, you know, he's got family ties back in Buffalo. Um, he has a young son. Uh, he's basically graduated from Georgia State. He had, you know, basically major surgery on his foot. Uh, I tell people all the time, large guys, small bones. It's kind of a gamble. Um, and then he missed over half the season this year as well. I, I hope that he goes pro in life and, and has a wonderful life and, and enjoys family and, and has obviously great connections with his you know, older brother being Greg Oden, the former number one draft pick. And I, and I hope you know he's successful in whatever he chooses to do. Um, and the same with any of the guys that left. I mean, I, Caleb Scott, I, you know, I talked to his dad and, and him on his official visit. Guys, you know, like Evan Johnson, great, great kid, got a chance to talk to him when he came out of Oak Hill. Um, that's the toughest part about this, ultimately, where these scholarships are renewed annually, too. So at some point, too, coaches make a decision and say, look, you know, you're not in the plans next year. It's probably best for you to jump on the portal. All right. Well, I think we got about five minutes left with Ben for that. So, uh, Tim, <laughs> Brian, you got my a question? Bad boys. Well, I, I, I don't I'm long winded. Uh, Y'all know this. This is why we do a podcast <laughs> and not a radio interview. Just going back back to it, Co yeah. you know, coach coach was talking about um, how this is a defensively focused team. Yep. And um, I think that was like we we can go back and look at that and say, look, if that was your goal goal accomplished you, you, you actually did really well there um and so like we just need a couple of extra steps in the next in the season to come and there's a lot of space available so recruiting can can fill in these gaps and we know what we need to to make sure that we have the offense to balance that out a little bit and like we don't need a ton like last time you were on you talked about having what four extra points per game and we're all of a sudden, you know, a little Nine better than better. average. Yeah, right. Right? And it does, that's just four points. If we could yeah. have, you know, six to eight or whatever, six, eight. That, it's a different – that's a whole different ball game altogether. All of a sudden, we're back to the Georgia State that we expect to be. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I really like the defensive focus. That's all, that, That's fun to watch. So um, I'm, I'm excited to see what this team can be and uh, how we fill in those gaps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Quick update just for you guys, because um, I got about a thousand, you know, tweet to text um, right now. Uh, so one, one of the guys that if you followed PT at all, um, you know, that, that uh, Jonas is, is chasing is Julian Mackey out of Northeastern Oklahoma, guy that um, prepped uh, in, uh, in in high school, postgraduate here at the Skills Factory in Atlanta. Um, he, he is uh, they won their first round game. Um, I had a chance to talk to him and his dad. Uh, his dad actually lives in Atlanta, Metro Atlanta, so he's here. Uh, obviously, a big boost for Georgia State that way. Um, he joked, uh, called, called Jonas Hayes Bishop Hayes, so he sounds like a Southern Baptist preacher, um, which I said I absolutely could see that. Um, sure. and, and that was obviously made made in jest, uh, you know, a little bit. But yeah, Ju Julian had 20, 21 points tonight uh, for Neo, as they're known, uh, and uh, they they won their first round playoff game. So he, he won't be he won't be visiting this weekend because he will he will be in the next round of uh, the junior college playoffs. But he, he is definitely a top target guy that's uh, forty two percent from three, six four and a half, and can absolutely shoot the crap out of the basketball. Two two weeks ago, scored forty and shot seven for nine from three point range. He is legit. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, you got uh, you got something? Yeah, well, I'll take that that transfer, uh, or is that a freshman transfer? What transfer? The guy you're just talking about? The, the, oh, oh, that's the yeah, that's Julian yeah. Mackey. So he he started his career at Niagara and didn't really play a lot up there. Played I think ten games, you know, eight ten minutes a game. <laughs> uh, then transferred to to Northeastern Oklahoma, or they or they call it Neo in the JUCO world. So he he's at uh, he's over there now. And I mean, he, he's legit, you know, he came out of high school, probably 175, 180 mm -hmm. pounds. And then he kind of each year got a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger. 
Um, but he's he's a legit scorer, man. He's over 20 points a game. He'll probably be a you know JUCO All-American type. And if you know folks like our age remember, uh, you know that's what Lefty Drizel used to do. He used to comb the junior college ranks, find the the top JUCO guys, and then team them with you know transfers and build from there. Uh, I remind people a lot. I think Lefty only signed three high school players in his time here. Um, just because let's let's be honest, wow. he was seventy some years old, and he wasn't going to wait for some seventeen or eighteen <laughs> year old guy that. to develop. That's that's, that's, a, uh, yeah, that's, that's an interesting that's crazy. stat. <laughs> yeah, Donnie Donnie Davis, uh, Donnie Davis uh, out of Collins Hill, Herman Favors out of Pace Academy, um, and Lamont McIntosh, of course, out of Redine. Shout we're, out to we're, we're not we're not doing Georgia State trivia right now, Ben. You know, no. pull these names. Out. All right, so, I, I, Tim, I, I'm I, sorry. I think, I, I think you, you I ruined... tried to educate your 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 viewers here. Sorry, I apologize. Uh, Tim, you you wasted your one question on wh- who the hell he was ah. talking about. So we're gonna. No. Well, too bad. <laughs> sorry. Too bad. Got... No, I was gonna say. <laughs> so got, Odom, Odom's one of my favorite players on the team. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, he's not so great at shooting threes. Do you see him improving year over year? Historically, did he shoot worse this year versus previous years? At, Xavier before that because defenses are are playing him soft right they're sure. staying behind because sure. they know he, he can't make it from three but he's got to improve to be able to like make the defensive respect him right yeah and it, and it was a complaint from Xavier fans too they they wanted to see him shoot threes you know the teams realized certainly watching game film right everybody watches game film on guys they realize their strengths and weaknesses and you saw teams basically back up I think Dwan gets so much better if he has shooters around him because he's able to take guys one-on-one. You know, also, too, we saw teams go into zone because this is, again, statistically, was one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the country. So why in the world would you go out and extend your zone to guard the three-point line other than just throwing a hand up because you're doing it and it's defense? Sure. The bigger issue I see is – if this team adds two to three shooters and Bashawn Ferguson, who is a incoming freshman, um, and I don't always like to put a ton of you know pressure on incoming freshmen, he's legit and he's a shooter. He's six, four and a half. He's put together at about 190, 195 pounds. He is a scorer as well. He's comfortable 17 to 22 feet. Um, he's going to be in the rotation. DK Manuel, who I talked about last time with you guys, who's seven foot one who shoots almost 40% from three, which is just beyond my comprehension. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you guard someone like that exactly because he can do in stuff inside and outside. So if they go and sign two other shooters, you have to respect that, right? So Dewan gets guys mm-hmm. one-on-one, and he's physical enough. Once he kind of dips his shoulder, he can get to the basket. And I think the bigger issue I think Georgia State fans really missed out is Dewan started dealing with knee issues. His left knee was really, really bothering yeah. him kind of starting in December and you saw his explosiveness kind of get away from him. Um, he can block shots. He can get off the floor with the quickness. He's a very physical kind of running back size guard. Um, and I think once he kind of gets healthy and gets back going and has shooters at his disposal, I, I think you see all of his numbers continue and improve because I think he's a guy that could be, could be legit five and a half, six assists a game and be an all Sunbelt caliber player with guys that can hit shots around him. Even with uh, even with the performance that uh, Odom had this season, I think it's very obvious watching him play that he's the type of guy. If you had a legit three point shooter on the on the, on the floor, that the team just can't guard him that well. Like you 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 put a threat outside the three point line, and Dwan Odom's going to be able to make it inside and, and get those those easy uh, in the paint type points and everything. So it, you could see it. We just didn't have that threat. We one. And to be clear, he can get inside well, yeah, but not or the he can the get the ball to the guy who right. can shoot from outside. Right. right. And that's that's right. the point. Right. Yeah. And, and I think you're okay. also going to see this this roster add some big men as well, um, you know, especially graduating, you know, moving on Joe Jones, um, you know, Caleb Scott moving on as well, which, you know, hurt a little bit. Certainly you're, you're going to have big men added to this roster. You know, Jonas wants a certain type of guy. You, you look at the first big men that he signed, you know, for, out of the high school ranks, Edward Democo is six ten and a half. Like he 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 has, I believe, a very high ceiling. We knew walking in from even from his film, he was better defensively than offensively. So when you kind of get used to the speed of the game, he needs to get stronger. Um, he needs to work on obviously his hands and his feet and, and all that kind of stuff. But you saw guys in our program in the last eight, 10, 12 years who were big men. Like I, I mean, I got look at a guy like Jordan Session and Jordan Tyson, guys that just develop one or two moves, like a go-to move, hook shot, left hand, right hand, and they were trouble in, uh, in, inside. I mean, LEL Tosemi was that. He got here from Cincinnati, was like a four-point-a-game guy, and all of a sudden he's a double-double machine. 
you know, you got to quit, you gotta quit bringing him up. It hurts David. I know. I, I mean, love I get Big a, e. I get a shout, little... shout out to Big E. <laughs> I got, I, I get, I get a little moist in the pants whenever you talk about him. I, that he, <laughs> he is, he, he is my favorite by far, my, like my favorite, like non RJ player in my, yeah. my yeah. fandom of, uh, of Jordan. But I just, I love, I love the passion that he brought to them. It, it wasn't even what he yeah. did, like actually on the court. It's the way he brought the team together and really created that team atmosphere and like, really energize the, the team that's what i loved about it I, I mean i'm a softie when it comes to that kind of stuff and I, I love seeing people passionate about what they're doing and he was he was the most passionate basketball because like rj obviously legend legend but like rj was doing it all on his own you know he was he he was the one taking all the the criticism and everything from all the fan base and like especially the trash down south taunting him and everything and he would just go there and do his thing look in the crowd and be like a few guys, whereas Sosame was <laughs> on the court. I don't know. Every Hero, Hero was pretty good about drawing the criticism. Her- Listen, <laughs> Ryan got <laughs> encouraged Ryan, it. There, look, there's a there's a reason why Ryan Harrow's nickname is Scrap because yeah. basically he would he Scrap would you do get, get in your get in your business. And what's just funny yeah. too is he he would bother so many opposing players. Oh yeah, it just every single because he just he talked all the time. And he still does that. And it, it's my, just my, so my, my funny. Daughter. Yeah, it's it's he never stops talking. <laughs> so and he's always and again, I still tell people that he was the Pied Piper here. And people forget, uh, you know, his dad unfortunately had a stroke. Coach Hunter was brought him in, and he became immediately eligible before the NCAA allowed you know the the you know the gates to open fully. So he was eligible immediately on that team, and he became. I mean, he, he's just a magician with basketball. One of, one of the best best creators I've ever seen with the basketball in his hand. Oh, he was uh, so much fun to watch. So much fun to watch. You kind of touched on this a little bit, but uh, you know, we we've so we we lost four guys to the portal already, and you got Joe plus Joe Jones uh, going off. Um, like, I, 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 we're going to see a whole new team. Like, we saw a whole new team this year. We're going to see a whole new team uh, next year. I I don't know. I don't know what the question is to ask, but it's it's just gonna be it's gonna be different. It's gonna be different. What do you yeah. what do you got on this? So I think now too, and, and even kind of even in the football side of things as well. But I think in the transfer portal era, you almost have to take it year to year. Like we're not gonna see a lot of development. You're not gonna see guys, in my view, um, in a lot of cases, stick with the program for four seasons because there is that autonomy. I don't have to. Hey. Um, I don't have to go here and, oh, crap, well, I don't want to go there and sit out for a year. I really don't want to do that. I really want to play, so I don't want to, I want to, don't want to have to drop down. Those days are over, right? I get the one free. Now, I think the interesting part about it is, is watching graduate transfers now, where graduate transfers were a big deal because they got the immediate eligibility and, hey, I you know got my degree in three years and I can bounce and go somewhere else. You're now seeing guys go – two schools, three schools in, in a, in a way, mm-hmm. um, because they use the, you know, Hey, you know, first time free and then go graduate from the next school. So I think you're going to see that, um, you know, you still have basically eight guys on the roster who, who were on the team this year, or, or you'll, you'll have six guys and then obviously two incoming. Um, I think ultimately it will be very different looking, but I'm interested to see the puzzle pieces, right? We need guards. You need wings. You need shooting. You need another big, at least, um, need how does that all fit? Where do they come from? Are you, you know, you're going after a junior college target. Um, if you, if you checked out, you know, PT this afternoon, I started a running list basically of transfer portal guys. You know, there's a D2 guy that's been, that's been contacted who's averaging 20 points a game and shooting 43% from three, who's kind of a combo guard at six foot. You've got guys with ties to Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. and we already kind of got the conversation and just kind of a heads up generally. Why, why haven't we got any power conference guys? Because the power busy. tournaments are still going on. Like the <laughs> ACC just started. SEC starts tonight. They can't jump in the portal when their teams are still playing. That's kind of how that works. Just FYI. But bring all recruiting questions. I'm I'm happy with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be different, man. Um, you know, there's gonna be some different different guys coming and going. But as Jonas has been pretty steadfast, is he wants guys that. There's ties to Atlanta, and um, there's certainly a lot of guys that want to come home, as, Ron, as we saw with Ron Hunter and even with Coach well, Lanier. Well, uh, Ryan Graham is absolutely a, a completely opposed to getting any local people. He he wants everyone from out of state because I just he, don't think, care. he thinks 
he thinks they're better. He thinks everyone out of state is better than those in Georgia. So, and that, and that, and that goes for not, not just basketball, but for, for football and every sport we have. So totally he's a negative Nancy. (laughs) I don't, I don't think there's anything better about somebody who is from here and that if we have to expend additional resources to get somebody from Atlanta, then I'd rather have somebody from not in Atlanta. But oh, I do we've... think that there's a lot of a lot of opportunity in the transfer situation and people that leave Atlanta and, and realize that they don't want to be away from their family or don't want to be away from the town that they grew up in and want to come back. I think that's really going to be our bread and butter is is not not making sure they don't leave, but making sure they've got a home when they want to come back. For sure, right? And, that's going to be the Georgia that was, State. That was RJ. Matter. I was like, right, that was that was Coach Hunter's thing, basically. Right? He wanted Absolutely. to offer the guys. He wanted yep. to offer the guys, to, or at least at least talk to the guys before they <laughs> took that no no. five a big Always offer. Did that well. So that yeah, if if things did not work out, then they already had a relationship on uh, somebody they could come back to. All right, we talked about right. basketball. I want to see it for twenty minutes. Let's um because uh, we have the spring game tomorrow. Uh, Drew. All right, Ben. All right, so we got blue versus black tomorrow. Yes, because the two primary colors of Georgia State. Is that real? All right. Yes. Yeah, it's yes. Team black blue versus, versus team black. blue. Yeah, no doubt. That's, I, that's I it. think it's because our <laughs> Ryan's I think mind it's our blown. roster. I think our roster is so bruised from the entire season that they <laughs> had like there. <laughs> it's black and blue. Oh, is there i mean what 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 do you what do you as someone who actually you know really knows what the hell you're talking about look for in a spring game because we know it's just kind yeah. of a sensationalized kind of practice for the fans and everything but what yeah. what are you going to look at what are you going to look at for so tomorrow the, yeah b- biggest thing is i i look for and it's even it even gets more difficult because college coaches do it in a variety of different ways, right? You, you give it to the captains, which happened here, obviously, and saying, all right, you pick your squad and you pick your squad. And, um, you know, Coach Elliott adeptly in that video, which, you know, shout out to Jet Parker and, and, and video guys and creative services. They just absolutely crushed it with the mic'd up series and everything. Um, and I beg more, please, Jet, more. Give me more, um, the, the more you can bring. Um, but the it, it's difficult because you look at some of the starters like on the offensive line and the defensive line. And when you split them out, you're like, all right, well that, then you have walk-ons playing, you know, you have basically you, I think the number, you know, in the mid sixties, basically in terms of scholarship players tomorrow. So you're going to have walk-ons playing, you're going to have guys backups playing, you're going to have freshmen and, and redshirt freshmen, redshirt sophomores playing. I think that's the interesting thing to me is all right, who's lining up, at you know offensive line we knew that was an issue last year you know you could potentially have four new starters on the offensive line this year we had massive losses defensively so you know who's your starter safety who's your starter at corner because quay white's not here anymore you know you're looking at guys like that from the tape in the video today jalen tate is is a captain he's had a tremendous uh spring here you know mckelly colasardo backup quarterback had you know uh, some shoulder cleanup um he's been going through spring but he's been limited you know how does Braylon Raglan look? Look, you know, true freshman quarterback enrolled early. He's going to get his opportunity tomorrow. Um, you know, you're, you're looking at guys up and down this roster. You know, I, I tell you, I, I'm excited to see Kevin Swint, guy from Clemson, who, uh, you know, who, who came in, who's probably going to take that outside linebacker rush end spot and just run with it. He's a freak athlete. He's tough. Um, the other side, too, and, and we'll post it to PT tonight. There's two official visitors that are here for the 2023 class. Um, you have uh, D Ford, who's uh, out of Austin P, who led the FCS ranks and passes broken up. He's an FCS All-American. He just arrived in town, actually just sent me a DM, said he just got to Atlanta. Um, also, Lehigh uh, linebacker Nate Norris is, uh, is is arriving tonight for an official visit. Um, 6'1", 240, inside linebacker. Um, I think there's a lot more linebacker depth, and you still have Blake Carroll, who's recovering from Achilles. So you're having guys and seeing, all right, some of the young guys that were on the sidelines or maybe put on special teams. Those are the guys I'm looking for and seeing what they do tomorrow. I can't wait to see Marcus Carroll. He looks unbelievable. Uh, Sam Crenshaw texted me after the first, first practice of spring and said he looks like he can squat a freaking house. Uh, he's, he's huge. Casey Adams right now is in line to be running back number two. Uh, we, we know all the hype that he came out of high school, um, seeing him live, seeing his film. He wasn't a top speed guy. He's not a 4-4, four, 4-3 four, four, guy. But his agility, like from a camp point of view and L drill and all the other stuff for folks that are familiar with the camp circuit, 
it's off the charts. Like his his athleticism and his ability to kind of shake and get out in space. And he had a couple opportunities, obviously, last year uh, to catch the ball in the backfield and run the run the football. I'm looking forward to seeing what that guy looks like with 20 carries in a spring game atmosphere. Um, you know, looking to see wide receivers, looking to see the tight end room. You know, Aubrey Payne had had a rough year last year, plain and simple. Was injured pretty much all season. Um, you know, and that gave some guys like Chris Bird and Amon Green an opportunity. You know, I want to see what like some of these guys look old. like. Yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> he he was like a super, super duper, super, super senior. Like, I mean, it was it was amazing. Um, and and, and shout out to Aubrey, uh, you know, and, and his and his wife, uh, you know, they they got married. I'm like, dude, he was and he was grandkid. married in college. Come on, man. Grandkid. You know? Grandchild, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh uh, you guys got any questions about the the spring game? I got I got a Last question. Call, I, I, got, I got to bring it up. I, I see some comments too. I got if you got a question, throw it out. I got a football question. But I want to see if you guys had anything before I uh, monopolize the, the talk. No, I'll go for it, Dave. Take it. It's all you. Uh, so, uh, defensive coordinator Chad Scat Stag Scat, whatever his name is, yep. Stags. Yep. Uh, is, is, is that a done deal? I saw all the rumors. I mean, but I haven't seen a, a press release. Is, is there a, yeah. is that out? So he, he arrives tomorrow. So, or he actually arrives tonight. So he'll be, he'll be entertaining, obviously the official visitors because they're playing defense. Um, so to talk to them, he's, he's in town. Um, and the, the Georgia state HR process is traditionally long. They don't really care about your spring practice or spring game or anything like that. So yeah, I know they, that, they that, that takes that, some time. My, my nickname in high school was Georgia state HR process. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love you so much, Dave. No, but, but you know, it, it, it is, a, it is a done deal. I, I've talked, I've talked to some former assistant coaches and maybe even a former defensive coordinator during the Trent miles era about, uh, about stag. Um, and you know, he has recruited Georgia. He's recruited the Southeast. Um, obviously his time at coastal Carolina was very strong. Their fans, I think may have been a little tough on him um, because he started basically at 60, you know, I think his first year calling plays there, they were 62nd in the nation. The next two seasons, they were top 30 nationally. Um, you know, they had guys that, I mean, he didn't recruit to be fair, but you still got to put him in the situation to be successful. Um, and they were opportunistic. And I think last year kind of skews a lot. You forget that Grayson Grayson McCall missed four games last year. So it wasn't like their offense was humming along and it was just awesome. They had to get in shootouts in some cases because, you know, they, they didn't really have the offense to do it. Um, I, I'm interested right. to see what he does with this defense, how schematically it changes. We've seen, obviously, the non-press coverage, you know, consistently with Fuqua, the bend don't break. How much does that change? schematically it's not going to change a ton in the terms of he's not going to come in here and run a four, two, five or three, three, eight, or, you know, whatever. It's not, it's going to be a three, four, but what I will give Nate Fuqua credit for and what's something that continues that needs to continue this year is the pressure rate was very, very high. You saw that in the last few years, last year, they didn't get as many sacks as they had in the previous years, but they still move quarterbacks off their spot. They really got after quarterbacks and pressured them and move them in situations. And we even saw last year, you know, even in shootout games, there was a lot of opportunities for interceptions, fumbles caused, things like that. And and this team had some turnover luck. And I think part of that is pressure forcing people to be uncomfortable in space. Were you surprised about Fuqua taking the position coach job at Cincinnati? So so all of us are gainfully employed, right? So we we all, you know, have have jobs outside of this podcast and and the things that we do. Um, if I could if I could tell you that I could coach what I wanted, I don't have to call plays. I can go to a power 5 team and more than double my salary. Is that interesting? I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm in. Right Got to go, right? Like all this all this <laughs> stuff eventually will be public as well, but like I mean I had the question you know, even about Brad Glenn, like Brad Glenn was an offensive coordinator here. And again, USA Today.com coaches salaries. You can find all this stuff. It's all public. Um, but he was making basically around 225K here at Georgia State. He went and was the quarterback's coach and run back run game coordinator for Virginia Tech, and he made 500. So, like, I'm looking at it and going, and a guaranteed deal. Um, Josh Stepp last year, he was the offensive coordinator here, took over for Brad Glenn. Got a call from, again, Sean Elliott's roommate at App State, of all people. And you see the amount of Georgia State coaches that are up there now in Cincinnati with Brad Glenn and Josh Stepp and now Fuquay. Um, the money's different, man. It's it's different at the Power 5 level. Hey, I'm going to give you a two-year guaranteed deal for 500 k a year, a million dollars yeah. for two years. And 
like I don't know about y'all, man, but I can't go home and you know rationalize. Money hey, talks. I'm not going to do but, that because I'm going to stay. So you know that, that that's kind of funny because like one of the things that you made a comments about uh, for the past two or three years when, when people were demanding Fuquay's Fuquay's head on a platter was that Elliot and Fuquay were were tight. They were buddies. Elliot was never going to get rid of him no matter what. So that works one way. That works sure. one way. You know, you get to keep that job from the boss until a more lucrative boss comes around type thing. So that's a, eh, I mean, that's, 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 that's business us. that happens, but yeah, it, it, well, did it? <laughs> oh, well not, not this, uh, in, in the former case where we keep him <laughs> yeah. until he's gone. Yes. That's true. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> but I will, I will, I will say this ultimately, the, the thing where you, if you go back and look at the 2019 coaching staff and the 2020 coaching staff, look at all those guys now that are at Power Five schools. And the other two, Travion Robertson and Amon Nagavi, are at Tulane, who was just in a New York Six Bowl. So if you're an assistant coach, and every, I will promise you, every assistant coach, no matter what level, is, hey, I want to better my situation, right? I, I, I got into mm-hmm. this business. I'm an FCS coach. I'm an FBS assistant. I want to go to the next. Hey, I want if I'm a position coach, I want to be a coordinator. I want to be a coordinator. I want to be a head coach. The, they want those steps. And, I, you know, I had a great opportunity, obviously, to know a lot of the guys on Trent Miles' staff and still stay in touch with them. And if you look at the guys, which, was just hyster- which is hysterical to me, uh, Minner's, Minner's making like $800,000 a year. Bring him back. He makes more than Sean <laughs> Elliott does. Just bring him back anyway. Bring him back. And oh, by the way, like I thought he was going to go to Philly and be the Eagles defensive coordinator and yeah. make like a million and a half dollars a year. So, um, yeah, I did not, not sure if he could convince the wife to go that there. But, I mean, you look at you look at P.J. Volker, who's at Navy, who's now the defensive coordinator. You look at Eric Lewis, who's at Navy. These guys have moved up from Georgia State. So it's the same thing with Sean Elliott's staff. We saw that last, you know, last cycle, right? You had, f- you know, five assistant coaches take off and better their situation, pay increases. While it sucks in the present, it's great for the program long term because it's like, hey, I can go there, I can be an assistant coach even for a year or two, and jump to a bigger program. And, and it's right. safe too. You get the cover of not being a coordinator, uh, and and, and, and just being a position coach, and yeah. and you, you you make more money and you have protection from yeah. from shitty yeah i don't know and can they, they yeah, can jump up to the back to coordinator right in another p5 yeah no, yeah, no, exactly. no doubt about it man and, and, I, Try and again. I yeah and that's that's the other side you know where you're seeing you know some autonomy you're seeing some movement and i, and I think too even at the power five level because the staff uh you know rest- restrictions have really kind of you know moved you've got guys who are going and being analysts, for example, like Nate Woody was here, the army defensive coordinator who, you know, designed basically the three, four that Fuquay ran and what a cool other coaches, um, you know, Woody, he was here. And then Jim Harbaugh called him and said, Hey, come be a defensive analyst and make a lot of more money. And Oh, by the way, but, don't coach on the field, just sit in our yeah. defensive meetings. Like, come on, man, not yeah. a bad job. Uh, all right, but I know we only have you for a minute or two left. I want to get uh, one of our, our patron questions. Uh, yeah. Taylor, uh, I know Marcus and KZ are going to be the main guys, but what about running back three? I feel like that has to be discussed considering how much they run the ball. Good question. Great, great, great question, Taylor. Shout out, uh, former PT intern, mm-hmm. Taylor Payton, my man uh, from, from Henry County. Um, he's our he's our dude too man every love, every week love, love tp man he's, he's the best um he, he truly is and 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 ran through a wall for me over and over again uh, as a pt intern it was awesome um i like jay dixon a lot um was a guy that you know basically redshirted as a true freshman played in the smallest division in south carolina so i think that was a big part of him not getting a lot of recruiting buzz um came in here had a really good spring game last year you know had, had you know 10 12 carries He's a speedy back, a guy that, that kind of can be that combo. I think you're going to see Marcus as obviously number one. KZ is number two, as you said. Um, I think Jay Dixon is a guy for sure. I think you got to look at a guy like Charlie Pace. I, I like him a lot coming out of Quilquit. He is a true freshman. Uh, this is not a knock to running backs in general, but ultimately the running back position is one of the easier to come in there and run the football. Now, it's a lot harder to kind of understand blocking assignments and things like that. But as we know, this is a run-first offense, and ultimately, um, you know, you can come in there and run behind an offensive line that has been completely rebuilt and has a lot more depth. 
Um, you know, that's the one thing that I'm really looking forward to as well. I'm looking at guys like Tyden Ferris and, you know, look, looking to see who, who lines up left guard, right guard, who comes in and replaces Malik Sumter, Pat Bartlett. You know, these positions have to be filled this season, and we have to know who who is where and, and who ultimately has got to protect Darren Granger because he did got, get pressured and sacked a lot more last year than he did in the previous year. So, uh, But I like, I like Jay Dixon a lot. I think he's kind of the, the guy there. You know, I think Charlie Pace is a guy that can come in and uh, a bonus uh, for you as well. I talked to a preferred walk-on. Who, uh, who will be announcing his commitment. He was at practice earlier this week and kind of gave me a rundown. Uh, name to watch, former three-star Ali Abdul-Hakim out of Riverdale High School. Shout out to Ali. Outside linebacker, kind of a weak side, uh, weak side kind of safety in the drop there. Uh, he's a guy that uh, will, will likely be announcing his commitment very, very soon. That's just an exclusive for you guys here on, uh, on, on, on the pod. All right. And uh, so give him give him a shout out and, and give him some love when he goes public. Uh, he was a former a formerly an army commit, um, and he's an intern for the uh, Clayton County Police Department. So shout out to those guys. So um, d- does does his uh, his darndest as a as a high school senior and uh, plans to enroll in June and have an opportunity to earn a scholarship. So uh, excited to see that. And and uh, you know he he gave us the gave us the the rundown on the defensive line. I'll keep some I'll keep some of his notes uh, you know private for now. But uh, looking forward to seeing everybody. <laughs> we'll see uh, tomorrow. Yeah, and that's it. You're, you know he'll he'll be there tomorrow. Uh, there's gonna it's a big recruiting day. You know I've see, already seen some guys on Twitter and other places pop off that they're going to sh- uh, show up uh, on Thursday night. Um, it's not everyone's fall break in Metro Atlanta. I know it's kind of staggered around, but uh, would love to, you know, love to see as many Panther fans as we can get out there. Um, I, I hear the tailgate from from what Dave said is three thirty, so we're uh, we're getting right. that, yep, that started. Um, you know, we'll it's, be out uh, there it, on it's, the bricks. It, and I and I just, you know, I just tell people, man, you know, I, I know last year sucked. I, I, it was it was brutal to lose the way we did. Um, tailgated sucked. I'll I tell you that <laughs> it didn't. It, it's it's so always we, W's it's all undefeated, we, we, man. Listen, well, never, you know, never taking a loss out there. Well, well, Ben, I'll tell you, man. In really, like, I, we talked about this quite a bit on the podcast uh, because we repeat ourselves a lot because we're drunk and we forget what we talk about. It's true. Honestly, <laughs> you take the you take the you take the season as it happened, and you fix the loss against Charlotte, and you fix the loss against Monroe. Yeah, the bowl game again. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. We're 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 kind of where we. It was kind of our bottom expectation, but we would. Right. I think right. we would end up feeling a lot, lot better about everything. It was just those two. And th- those were two games that when you look at the schedule, yeah. those were the wins you had. Like, hell, you know, the way that the season worked out, Southern Miss should have been a loss, but we we won that game. Lasted them. It was, it was their worst loss of the season by far. Like, literally yeah, manhandled yeah. them on offense and defense, yes. And so it, had, it was, a, had a second half lead against South Carolina. Had a fourth quarter lead at home Carolina. against North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, you know exactly. That, exactly. We were, those are the gut punches that hurt the worst, right? You're not getting blown out forty-five to three. You're getting, yeah, I think you're getting um, beat, you know, close. Ed posted on the, the on page like he started a thread uh, today or yesterday, maybe it was about the four point games, one touchdown games. or for what it was, if you, if you flip flopped all of those games, we would have been Great eight four. and four on the season. Correct. Yep. Granted. As you noted, that would have been a loss to the trash down south. So screw that whole like process. But still, all right, throw throw out Ed's, uh, you know, hype. hype you know, <laughs> yeah, let's not do it. No, I'm just kidding. He has no idea what he's talking about. All right, then we're gonna let you go. And I got know you get yeah. the fam. Uh, we appreciate it, man. Always welcome here. Love having you. Uh, you provide many, 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 many hours of content. So appreciate y'all, man. Love y'all, boys. See, see y'all. See y'all tomorrow. I'm I'm gonna try to get down there a little early with y'all and hang out. I'm coming from the nice. office. Uh, Near Perimeter uh, Mall. So shout shout out uh, to y'all and, and everything you do. All right. I'll have a Capri Thanks, I'll, have a, I'll have a Capri Sun waiting for you, man. My man. Appreciate Cheers. it. <laughs> Love boys. All See right, you, man. Bye. All right. Always we, fun with Ben. Can we at least get him like a, a zero ABV beer or something? I don't know. We, whatever what's a gateway beer? Like a gateway uh, like non-alcoholic beer to you yeah. have to drive down to Petrie City, Adules. you know. Adules is is the non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I have all of my wife's uh, pregnancy beer, like all her NA beer up in my beer fridge, Bring taking one. up space, pre- preventing me from actually putting real beer in there. I was forced to put beer in the food fridge because I didn't have room because of all the NA beer in the uh, the beer fridge. Oh, all bullshit. right. It is bullshit. All right. Whoa. All calm right. Down. Spe- speaking of bullshit, uh, what, what did Ben say that was bullshit? Um... 
Well, mm. when we when asked about running back three, I think he listed every running back. It's Darren um, Granger. <laughs> and uh, I was sort of like, are there is there anyone else available? Like at Coach all? Elliot, Coach Elliott's gonna use the uh, RB three on the outside. <laughs> That's sort of where I I was like, hey, you. You, you kind of ran through the entire roster right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's fair. What I think he means to say is it's wide open and that there is talent that There's is available, room. and we don't know who's going to fill that gap, but probably someone will. Right. That's, that's well, what I yes. heard. That's what I actually heard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what I mean, I mean, how 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 important is RB three when you've got the the guys that we've got and a quarterback that runs the ball? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that's totally fair. Um, and and but but I think you know you got to spread the ball around. Um, otherwise, people get tired, they get hurt, they get whatever, and um, and so you you want to be able to spread the ball around. Uh, three people, right? You got a quarterback, a running back, one running back, two. That's a lot of people. Uh, so running back three, you're right. It's just going to be like a change of pace, change, change, yeah. change, change, change of pace. I mean, somebody lost their it's helmet McKellen. on uh, it's gonna be McKellie. play. McKellie. McKellie. Oh, no. oh, no. Oh, no. If if we have McKelly as a running back, something's gone horribly wrong in this program. Matt Ryan he- got wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Ryan, when I, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Whenever Matt Ryan broke away and ran the ball, I was like, did someone hit pause on the TV? <laughs> <laughs> it's broken. And I'm a Matt Ryan fan. I love Matt Ryan. Yeah. But man, the, 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 the guy, oh, he the tall. guy. <sighs> he, he did yeah, throw that little nugget. Georgia, Georgia fan as, as well here. Uh, Matthew Stafford uh, comes to mind. He was, he, man, he would break away. Best friends. I'd watch him go, and I'd be like, "What the hell is happening right now?" <laughs> Matt, Matt Ryan, and uh, Stafford are our uh, best buddies, best best good friends. Good, so. good. They yeah. they belong with each other. Matt <laughs> did throw a little nugget in there that McKelly is having some shoulder issues. I didn't yeah, hear that. that was po- yeah. yeah, that was posted on. Uh, was he, he, I saw it on, I saw it on PT today about he had some uh, some medical stuff going on and everything. I don't know if we'll actually see him play uh, tomorrow or today if you're listening to the podcast versus the live stream uh which is you know i do want to see him play i, I don't know mckelly may be one of those like guys that we think would be really really awesome and would not be but we won't see him play so we have no idea well is he I, still our qb2 as of, we'll see i mean like braylon raglan like, like uh ben uh, pointed out coming in which you know uh bartlett panthers my my area where I grew up, where I, where I would have gone to school if I had not moved to Atlanta, would have been to Bartlett. Um, I think I think my, one of my sisters has got me a Bartlett Panthers T-shirt. I, thought, I said I don't know where in the podcast, but I haven't gotten it yet. You should wear it tomorrow. Uh, I I haven't gotten it yet. I'd be wearing it right now if I fucking oh if I had it. <laughs> I I thought you just had misplaced it. I didn't realize you hadn't received uh, it. Yeah. Which you no, know, because I'm thinking about this as I'm saying this. My sister was in town like two weeks ago. Why didn't she bring it to me? Sisters are horrible. Don't don't have any if you have the opportunity. I, mean, <laughs> I got one. I got yeah, one. She's right. Cool. Actually, yeah, your sister's pretty great because she likes to make fun of you, and uh, I like that. So, no. We had we had Tim's. Well, this is more of a last call type thing. We had Tim's sister come on last call or not last call, like post post after party last call, uh, like hell, like two years ago, and we got all the pants on Tim during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, it was it was fun. Yeah, during the pandemic, when we yeah when we started doing the whole thing by the live stream, it was fun. All right, uh, we've, we've been doing this for a minute. I uh, hit up a couple of things real quick. Uh, baseball is killing it. Uh, home run kings, like ridiculous. Just, the Bud Lot Boys, right? The, the the Bud Lot Boys, yes. <laughs> Thanks to Sideline Sports for messing up the nickname of the Bus Lot Boys, but yes. And thank you to Tim for hitting that up on the on the on Twitter with the, uh, the response. But yeah, I uh, they, they, they you know they, they were killing it. They lost to Presbyterian in like a bottom of the ninth type situation, and then came back and beat them twenty to zero. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you should have done that. Bam. We will not go into the dark. We will not take this lightly. (laughs) You score, what was it? They scored four runs in the bottom of the ninth to win an 8-9 game. And so we responded 
in the same day, this is a doubleheader in the same day, they respond with a 20 to zero route of Presbyterian. <laughs> no, I actually thought it was an error at Georgia State. So I went and actually looked at the score again. Just because, you know, we we'll sometimes tweet <laughs> stuff out wrong. But you, we're you, still, you, you we're fat still, fingered. We're still number Good. 11 in in homers, right? For the, We like, dropped. It, we dropped to 11. We were eighth. We were eighth in homers. We dropped to 11th in homers in all of college baseball. It's wild. <laughs> That's wild to me. Like, 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 I just can't imagine being sad about that at all. But like, also, <laughs> holy shit, there are some people out there like <laughs> hitting some homers. Yeah. Do you, uh, you, you know who number two is? I don't know. What do you want? Well, I, I guess you would start. At, you, you, should, you should start that conversation with. Do you know who number one Troy. is? Because uh, number two, I saw, is the I saw Troy on on the list. They were tied for the the next up, um, but there was Old, no other Sun Belt team. I don't believe. Old Dominion. Old Dominion wow. is number Old two in, in home wow. runs. Yeah, I yeah. see. I barely yeah. count yeah. them now. I, I I see Old Dominion. I don't I don't consider them Sun Belt yet. Are they Sun Belt for for uh, every all sports? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, they they have been for the entire they year. Joined Ryan. The conference. <laughs> I mean, like literally the only team that joined the only team that joined the conference that there's any question about is James Madison because they're the the football move up, but they qualify in all other sports for everything. And that's fine. I tried, great man. I tried. I tried. Okay, ODU and uh, Troy were the only ones in front of us, but like weirdly, like Sun Belt, we're hitting homers in the Sun Belt. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting when the uh, the conference schedules starts getting to play and see how we beat up on each other. But this, I mean, I, mean, I think we got, we've got a, a good baseball squad going on. I We've got to get down there. We say this, we've, we, we say this, we've said this every year since we, we've been doing the podcast and we've gone to one game, right, Tim? We uh, we've got to get down times. there. We've got to get down there. We got to tailgate and we've got to uh, cheer these guys on. It'll be so much easier, so much easier when they're at in Summerhill, man. And if we're winning a lot. No, I'll go anyways, man. I've gone to a lot I, of losing. I, I do feel like I've um, gone to a lot of losing football <laughs> games <laughs> this season. We do, I went to a lot of losing basketball. Very, I feel like in baseball we do often start strong. Uh, like like every year, it feels like we 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 feel like we've we've done really well and that we're doing really well in our out of conference slate. And then we hit the conference schedule and we're just like, I don't know. It just it just comes apart. Uh, it's it's not the same team that we've been watching and so i really hope that this is different it feels different because they are right. really like demolishing <laughs> i mean oh just but i just i yeah, don't we're, know we're we're losing games by one or two runs and then like winning games by like 16 20 runs right. yeah well, we so we, we've got a good series coming up this weekend we're playing at clemson for a three-game series i think that'll be a, a good kind of basis to see where we are at uh with this program um but you know i think that we've got a we've got a good baseball program that i we really need to be more into and i need to be more into you know maybe if i would stop having kids i'd have more time to go to games or something it helps i think you took care of that right so we can go now well, anyway, once they grow up give me give me 18 years and then uh, when i get all of them moved out of the house don't kids love baseball games? Just take all three. No. Then I gotta watch all three kids. God, come bring, on. bring a are, bring are, a babysitter. Watch well, the, the big one watches the middle one. Oh, yeah, watches bring, the little one. I'll bring Tim. Tim will be my babysitter. He'll watch the kids for me, and then uh, mm-hmm. that's what I that's what I heard at least. So, uh, one other thing to talk about going back a little bit is spring tour was announced, and there was absolutely no problems with that at all. Right, is that a schedule there, there you don't none. have problems with. There are no schedule issues. No scheduling issues with the spring tour at all. They will be playing a baseball game at Center Park Stadium. Is that is that is that how it ended up? They're doing renovations. They what you're saying? They uh, pull, pull out all the stands. <laughs> Do you guys not remember the conversation we had on the on the group chat? Yes. 
I'm Did I'm you, I'm catching what, up. Was that an email that went out? Not not a tweet or anything. Like an that. email went out about the spring tour, and okay. we've got one one of the events is going to be at Cool Ray Field. Another is going to be at the park, and they listed the park being where UGA would be playing Georgia State in baseball. Yeah, when in yeah, fact. Yeah. That's happening at Cool Ray. So yeah. Yeah, it'd be weird to go to Cool Ray without without the game. <laughs> I know, just like let's let's, let's just have cool a Ray? Let's, <laughs> let's just go up to a Gwinnett, minor league. Right, it's Gwinnett. Come to these yeah, this suite to watch the grass grow on the, the field. Yeah, That's it. Let's go to a minor <laughs> let's go to a minor league baseball program and just have a meeting and then let's go to a football stadium and watch a baseball game. Yeah. Seems right. Seems seems accurate. Did you ever get any response about that at all? Yeah, the response I got was there's always Oops. something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's that's funny because it's true. That's athletics way of saying GSUing it, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's awesome. That's actually awesome. I I, I you know it, it, they've embraced it. <laughs> there's always something there's always something all right all right we've been doing for way too long guys you ready to call minutes. it quits on this week? 51 minutes all right uh you guys got anything else i got, no, I got to talk about good we talk about more, last I have, call. let's do it i have more notes i have more notes we can talk about this show. all right cool all right thank you to everybody for listening uh you can uh we're yeah sorry not going to edit He's this. Too. Thank you very much for listening. We are going to continue the conversation on our last call, which is on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash state of Atlanta, free of charge on Fridays, immediate release to our Patreon members. Please consider joining. You get early access. You also get access to our private group chat with our Patreon members, which is the best part of the whole thing, as well as discounts on merchandise and uh, whatever other stuff we do. So please consider joining that say goodbye guys goodbye guys peace that's it for us this week thank you for listening please follow us on twitter at state of atlanta or on facebook at facebook.com slash state of atlanta and if you enjoy what you're listening to please rate and review us on your podcast app thank you very much and go panthers